Nauk. Nauk. Yeesh, Bean. Nauk, this is a podcast starring two exquisite dumb dudes. That's us, dumber than the average dude. We we are we don't know a lot. Now we, we we know close to things. We have approximate knowledge of many things. So we should be the Proxima Dumdudia podcast. Within thirty seconds, and we knock the title out. <laughs> how about that? And uh, how about that? Ben, how was your week? Well, Nick, uh, I spent the week in sunny. Las Vegas, also known as an oven, and um, you know what? This is like my third or fourth time to Vegas, and I just, I just really don't like Vegas. It didn't seem from the texting that we did throughout the week that you were enjoying yourself. <laughs> uh, I was not. Now I did get a couple of stories out of it. Like when you walk the strip, weird things happen. And I had a guy that called me Dr. Mustafa and uh, (laughs) several times. And when I looked at him, he just waved at me. (laughs) So that was interesting. I also saw... That's who you are. Yeah. Dr. Mustafa. (laughs) I'm Dr. Mustafa. And I didn't... I was trying to make sense of it in my mind. I was like, in in an unparalleled universe, am I known as Dr. Mustafa? And this this guy was a a multidimensional being? He needed help. He needed help. I couldn't give it to him. No, you're not the right variant. No, yeah, I, you know I've hey, I I like that. You know I didn't I've never been to Old Vegas, so I don't know if I can fully speak to Vegas. But the the Strip, I hate the Strip. Yeah, I've never been there, so I have no opinion of it. I don't. It doesn't seem like a place for me. Oh, I don't think you would like it. No. Uh uh-uh. uh. Stay away. Stay away. My TV exploded, <laughs> so I bought a new TV. That was the most exciting thing I've had happen. And you've been watching 4K on it. Yeah, I got a good... It's an LG OLED 65-inch C1, which is the new one that just came out. So it's the best TV that you can buy if you aren't someone who would spend $8,000 on a TV. You know, you bought must have bought it at Whole Foods because it's organic light-emitting diode. <laughs> well, I bought it at Costco, so close. Close enough. Yeah. Well, did, did you watch anything this past week or two? I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. I sure did. I, I watched the very strange movie Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar with Kristen Wiig. Yes. Yeah, this movie is so weird that it's impossible for me to describe it without spoiling it for anyone who might want to watch it. But it was worth watching. Is it the coupon movie? What's that? Is it the coupon movie? No, no. This is the one with Kristen Wiig that was like... Oh, I'm thinking Kristen Bell. (laughs) Yeah, Kristen Wiig. We watched this a long time ago, and they were like at a resort, and they were playing like like middle-aged women. Yes. But it's such a strange movie, and I can't really describe it. I, I can just say it reminded me of like Austin Powers or Anchorman. Okay, okay, interesting. So it was one of those kind of movies. I watched a bunch of 4K stuff. Like, I watched Guardians of the Galaxy 2 in 4K on my TV as soon as we got it hooked up. And it was... It's one of the best movies in 4K to me that I've seen so far. But just, like, because it's gorgeous and it looks perfect and it was shot in 4K and just tremendous. Uh, I put it in filmmaker mode, which is something I've been waiting for years to exist, so it... it cancels out all that garbagey soap opera effect that you get from some new TVs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
And then I've just been watching like a bunch of 4K YouTube stuff. Um, as far as movies, I watched The Suicide Squad, the uh, Tim Gunn Suicide Squad, as as we are want to call it. Yeah. Tim Gunn, not James Gunn, Tim Gunn. Uh, I, I liked that a lot. I thought it was great. It was probably the only DC movie that I've actually really liked since the Chris Nolan movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, I watched uh, What If, which is extremely good. So I also watched The Suicide Squad and What If, so I think we should talk about those two real quick. Yeah, let's let's hit those. All right, so the first, like, 15 minutes of Suicide Squad, I thought was great. Uh, and I was giggling, I was laughing, and granted, I laughed throughout the movie, too. Um, I think it was a little too gratuitous for me, you know, like, just with all the, like, cra- like over-the-top violence. I was just, I didn't dig it. See, I like over the top because it seems stupid to me, and that doesn't gross me out. Right. Whereas, uh, I felt it was over the top enough, like Evil Dead esque, where it's yeah. like, ridiculous. So yeah. I didn't have. I will agree that the first fifteen minutes are the best part. Like the first fifteen minutes are tremendously great. It was so good, just so stylistic. It's it's it was great. And Ratcatcher Two is is great. I loved her. Yeah. Uh, I also I really laughed at the part where the like the Mexican guy pulls up at the and they stop him, and he says, "Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was fun. That was good." Uh, so what if I now nah, this is opposite? I absolutely loved it. Yeah, what if was one of the greatest things. Uh, the animation style, yes. The voice actors yes. being mostly from the original cast. The story. Yeah, I knew it was. I, I, I when I sat up in my seat and was like, "Oh my gosh!" Was when she gets in the pod and the music starts playing and it kind of zooms in on her as that music comes up. I was like, "I was like, this is." better than it has to be i okay i am like totally in i mean i was already in but now i'm really in you know it was was so good yeah it was great uh the only thing is that was the one that i was the most excited to see so i don't i feel like none of the other ones can live up to to captain carter but we'll have to see obviously i'll keep watching because it's great yeah i felt the exact same way that was one the, the one i was looking forward to the most for sure yep I know there's a Doctor Strange one. I love Doctor Strange, so I'm looking forward to that one. But yeah. like, I don't, I don't care about zombies. I know there's a zombie one. Yeah. I'm like, eh. Yeah, I'm kind of like on that one too. But who knows? We might be surprised. We might love it. Yeah, maybe. Who maybe. knows? I know Spider-Man has a cape in that one. I think it's Doctor Strange's cape. Oh, sweet. Well, you know, the Olympics ended, uh, and so I finished up with the Olympics, and and then got to watching some other stuff. And especially since I was traveling, I was watching stuff on the plane. You know, on the, mm-hmm. on the way to Vegas. Um, I finally watched Love and Monsters. With Jessica Henwick. Yes, yes. It is so good. Uh, it is a crime that this came out during the pandemic, and a lot of people didn't get to see it. It is, I can't tell, like, it is so good. I'm so glad that you said that, because everyone that I've, I know has who has seen it has said the same thing, which to me means it must be, and I haven't seen it yet, so I'm really looking forward to it now. Yeah, like I will. I want to own this on Blu-ray for sure. Awesome. I think maybe I'll just buy it then when it comes out. Yeah, I think this is. I think this is uh, Nick material. I think you'd like it. So I. I would say just go ahead and buy it. All right, I'll just buy that one. Yeah, uh, I finished that the second Gundam movie, like from the eighties. Yeah. It's not as good as the first. No, that's I, I, I've heard that about that. 
So I'm gonna keep going, but I but just know that like you could probably skip the second movie. Toy Galaxy just put out a, a history of of the original Gundam series, and then they talked about how they condensed them into the movies. Yeah, I think I actually put that on my watch later. Yeah, it's pretty it. interesting. Yeah, uh, uh, I started watching Masters of the Universe Revelation. How many? How many did you see? Uh, I've seen two. I think three. Okay, no, there's only f- there's only five. Uh, okay, the I think I've only seen two. I, it's either two or three. I can't remember. Anyway, it's it's great. Love it. Yeah, that's great too. It's cool. Uh, I watched Sonic on the plane. Well, I kind of half watched it. Um, it's I mean it's meant for little. It's meant for kids. Yeah, it's a kids movie. It's a kids movie. Uh, so it was fine. Um. Ba- oh, Battlefield 2042 made a short film called Exodus on YouTube, uh-huh. uh, and it's got characters from some of the other games, and pretty cool, great animation. Uh, it's just a little short film. Um, that's it. I saw that popping up in my feed, probably because I've watched the trailers for the, the game, but I didn't check it out, because I, I have no history with Battlefield like you do. Yeah, I, I mean, even if you, I mean, it's it's kind of a standard military, like, uh, like su- pseudo-apocalyptic kind of a thing. Sounds um, about right. I think the premise is that countries don't exist anymore in that world. Uh, the Flag Smashers. Yeah, basically, and they, they I think they call them, like, no-pats, because they, they're, uh. yeah, um, I think that's, don't, don't, I'm probably, I'm, I'm a dumb dude, I'm probably wrong on this, but that's what I, that's what I got from it. We're usually close, though, so it's probably something like that. Something like that. Hey, speaking of dumb dudes, we got some dumb dudes news. Uh, dumb dudes news. Yeah, we got some some news here. Uh, not a ton, and some of it you probably have seen, because some of this is fairly, fairly well known by this point, but... The first little piece here is that Amazon gave a release date, which is September of next year, uh, for the Lord of the Rings series, and they showed a first little screenshot, and it's it's a screenshot of a city with someone with a white cloak that looks like, uh, from the back, it looks like Orson Krennic from Rogue One. <laughs> it definitely does. And in the very far background is a sun that is shining through a gigantic tree, which, is it the Tree of Gondor? I don't, this, I don't know what city this is. It's a white city on a cliff. I don't think it's Minas Tirith. No. Oh, you know what I think it is? I think it's one of those original trees that the the, the tree of Gondor was a seed from one of them. Ah, uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. but the, the, the tree is absolutely massive yep. in, the, in the background. But on September 2nd, 2022, we'll be able to check out this, this Lord of the Rings show that we we don't know anything about, really, at this point. Right, and it's not shot in New Zealand, guys. It was being shot or was shot in England. Well, first season was shot in New Zealand, and they're moving production to UK for season two. Which, you know, they shouldn't do. That's wrong. But that's what's happening. <laughs> well, an Englishman did write it. Yeah, but New Zealand, we've established, is, is Lord of the Rings. <laughs> uh, New Zealand is Middle Earth, for sure. Yeah, so. Uh, our second piece here is, it's looking like Miss Marvel is going to be shifted to early 2022 instead of coming out in October. Uh, which is annoying because I want to watch it, and uh, there's no definite release date on that, but it's the only thing that they said was coming out this year that doesn't have a release date yet. 
there's no reason to shift it because it's not like it's coming out in the theater and they're afraid of numbers or something. So I don't know. We'll see if that happens. But Ms. Marvel might come out early 2022 instead of fall 2021. Are you mad that your Halloween prediction's not going to come true? Yeah, because for once I thought I was ahead of things here and I had made a smart, well-reasoned, planned-out discussion. And that just is being uh, sniped by Bob Chappick, the CEO of Disney, who has it out for me personally. Uh, and I, I feel this is a direct attack on my person. Yeah, he, he said he listens to this podcast on his uh, personal Twitter. Yeah, he's got a, on his gold phone with his podcatcher that poor people don't know about. <laughs> uh, next piece of news here is that Barry Season 3 is finally in production. Tell me about Barry. I, I don't know anything about this. So Barry is a show on HBO starring Bill Hader and Stephen Root. And Bill Hader is uh, a, a hitman who, to hide out kind of and lay low goes to acting school and he's like sort of slowly shifts into wanting to be an actor and not a hitman (laughs) and uh but he causes all these problems that he's trying to stay in front of like that you know like because of his past and it's really good uh it's extremely funny but it's also really well acted and serious sometimes (laughs) obviously bill Hader and steven root can both be really good actors when they want to and steven root especially in this he plays such a creep that it's really fun to watch him. Like he's so creepy in this, and also Henry Winkler is in it, and he's the Fonz. So, but season three, they it was coming out at the same time as What We Do in the Shadows. So I was having like living my best life and having uh, Barry and What We Do in the Shadows in the same week, but then because of 2020, they delayed production on Barry. But now season three is finally filming, so it's going to come out. Cool, cool. Oh, what's it coming out on? HBO, it's an HBO oh, that, series. Oh, that, you said that. I think you said that. Uh, oh, Bad Batch confirmed season two. Yep, excited about that. Love the Bad Batch. Season one just ended on Friday, so but season two is greenlit, and that's coming next year. And then our last piece of news here is that there's a new Apple TV Plus show from Bill Lawrence, the creator of Scrubs and Ted Lasso and Spin City and most good things in life. And uh, it's called Bad Monkey, and it's going to star Vince Vaughn, and it's based on a book called Bad Monkey. There's not a lot about this, but I think because Bill Lawrence made Ted Lasso, which is very popular, so that Warner Brothers and Apple keep wanting them to give him money to make stuff. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. I I had a question for you. Oh, were you familiar with this book? No, I don't know anything about it. I just trust Bill Lawrence implicitly. Yeah, I think it's probably safe safe to say. It's probably going to be good. Uh, Most likely. Most likely. All right, let's uh, let's maybe talk about these here. A new, 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 new trailers, folks. We have we have more than an Adele design. We have an Adele sixteen, an Adele sixteen, and our sixteenth one is going to be a special off format one that is a special treat for all listeners. Special treat. That's why my kids used to say it. Special trait. So oh, just, like just wait for that special trait, folks. Uh, but we are going to start off with something pretty fun. It's the new Venom Let There Be Carnage trailer. Yeah, so Venom Let There Be Carnage is the sequel to the Tom Hardy Venom movie. Only this time, instead of Riz Ahmed being Riot, who is a lame villain, we have Woody Harrelson being, Ven- er, being Carnage, who is the best Venom villain. 
And to me, the only other interesting symbiote. Like, I like it better when there's only Venom and Carnage. I don't need all these extra symbiotes running around. <laughs> you know, I didn't know about Carnage until the video game came out for Super Nintendo. I think that's about when I learned about Carnage. Because that was before he was in the 90s cartoon. And so I was familiar with him when the 90s cartoon came out. So I must have known about him from the Super Nintendo game. Yeah, so this is not in the MCU, right? Well, that depends, because I think with uh, with Spider-Man No Way Home and Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness that there is going to be a shifting of, of universes and this will become MCU adjacent. I just wish it... I, I wonder if there's going to be anything... Mar- if Marvel said, hey, you can have a little bit of Marvel stuff in this. Well, I just think there's going to be some crossover at some point coming up here. And I think it's going to start with Spider-Man No Way Home. I really just want to see that movie and figure out what's going on. Did you see they put out that dang toy before they've even put out a trailer? Yeah, Hot Toys put out put out their uh, one of the suits, one of the Spider-Man suits from the movie. And I saw that. Is it the black and gold one? Yeah. Yeah, that's there's like an action figure too that came out that somebody was showing. Yeah, it's wild. It's what especially for Hot Toys. Hot Toys is really good about putting up figures that are even remotely spoilerish. So they'll come out usually like like for uh, the Disney Plus shows when Anthony Mackie's Captain America suit was revealed. Hot Toys waited a week to put that figure up. So this tells me that they just were told to put it up ahead of time by Sony. Which I don't understand. What if now? What if they'd be like, actually, this movie didn't even get made. It doesn't actually exist in this universe. Yeah, this this that's kind of what it's seeming to be. Like Spider-Man: No Way Home exists in the Baron Stain Bears universe, and we don't get to watch it. We're just getting like residual action figures leaked over. Yeah, that's that's all you get in this in this dystopian universe that we're living in. I am. Uh, there's a couple different versions of Carnage in the comics. Uh, they are using my favorite one here, which is the one where Cletus isn't covered in a symbiote like Eddie. It's that it it's bonded with his blood, and so he mor- literally morphs into Carnage. And uh, that's what we're getting here. So he, like, bites him or something in this trailer, and he gets some of his blood, and it's like venom goo. So then when they do the execution in the trailer to kill Cassidy because he's a serial killer... He bonds with Carnage at that point. If so, if he bites him, is is Venom just under Eddie's skin? I think he is. Yeah, I think he's like in his blood and like in his body because he comes out. He comes out of his pores. Yeah, I guess I just don't know enough of the uh, the the medical science of of Venom. <laughs> my favorite thing is hearing Venom say the word loser because he says it in the first one. He goes, "On my planet, you're I'm kind of a loser, like you." Wow. On my planet, I am kind of a loser, like you. But here, we could be more. But he says it again in this trailer where he calls him a loser, and it's just really funny to hear Venom call people losers. <laughs> Venom, we. Um. So this is coming out. Is that coming out this year? It's coming out October 15th. It got pushed back to October 15th, which is literally the date that I thought it was coming out. So I didn't really lose any time on that. It was apparently coming out in September, but then they pushed it back to October 15th uh, because of that old uh, Delta strain that's out there. 
Uh, boy, it, it, it was so fun. We just wanted to keep doing it, this thing. Yeah, exactly. So get get your vaccines. If you're listening to this and you're not vaccinated yet, go do it. It's uh, easy. Hey, we may be dumb dudes, but we at least know that vaccines are good. Yeah, and uh, we don't cater to those who don't. So this is a vaccine. <laughs> this is a vaccine only podcast. <laughs> well, I don't. Well, I just will stop listening. Good. Good. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, we'll lose out on our mattress money. Oh no. <laughs> How are we gonna build it beautiful with Squarespace? <laughs> Yeah, we don't get money, so, you know, we don't have to guard what we say here. We're yeah. not uh, John Cena. No, we we, <laughs> we are not. Uh, the next trailer we got here is Mad God. This is a horror movie. It's a stop-motion horror movie made by Phil Tippett, who was the dinosaur supervisor on Jurassic Park. He's He's a really famous, like, practical effects guy. But he directed and wrote this, and it is the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. And it's just the trailer. You can tell that this took a lot of time, a lot of energy, and they wasted it on this nasty horror thing. I, if you like horror, this is probably the coolest thing ever, but we don't. So, But let me redo this, because the description is awesome. But like, it's not something I want to see, you know? like It's cool to... Let me just read this. A corroded diving bell descends amidst a ruined city, and the assassin emerges from it to explore a labyrinth of bizarre landscapes inhabited by freakish denizens. So that's really cool and creepy. And this is too scary. It's too scary. This trailer is too scary. It freaked me out. Yeah, it's pretty freaky deaky. This, uh, when it first started, you know, it has this guy in like a trench coat and a mask. And I was like, oh, is this some like diesel punk World War One or two or something like cool? And it turned out it was not. And so I was pretty disappointed when they, when it went full horror on me. It looks like the video that they watch in the ring. Yeah, it is kind of like that. Yeah, that is. I don't like it. No, we don't like this. But uh, you horror people go and eat, I suppose. If you're a horror person, this is probably the best horror thing ever because it scared me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the gauge. Did yeah. it did scare Nick? Yeah, you'll like it then. Uh, next trailer we got here is Kate. Kate. We I have to go back. Jack from Lost. Yeah. <laughs> Kate. Kate. Uh, so this Kate, this also has Woody Harrelson. Uh, this stars Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Uh, who we love here on this podcast. And the plot of this is very simple. It's just a female assassin has 24 hours to get vengeance on her murderer before she dies. So she's been poisoned and she's trying to get the guy what got her. So it's basically like Crank. But it's in like a neon cityscape. And it kind of has like neon John Wicky vibes. And it's going to be on Netflix. So I think it looks pretty cool. Yeah, I like the style. I, like, I, I mean, I like neon anything. I think we all know that this podcast we like neon things we do um there and the car that had the neon the pink underglow which i love a pink underglow looked good driving through the streets it was real stylistic but then it, they had it flipping towards the camera and it looked real bad like bad. it did look that look was a bad shot uh i i attribute that to its netflix home like it's a netflix movie mm. so it it if it was a theater movie i wouldn't care but because this is going to be on netflix which i I, I pay for Netflix every month and I never use it, so I'm gonna watch this and I'm gonna I'm gonna have fun watching it to validate my Netflix. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can definitely tell that whoever made Atomic Blonde made this. Yeah, it has that vibe. Yeah, for sure. Uh, 
Uh, next trailer is Why the Last Man. We finally got a trailer. Full trailer for Why the Last Man, the the long gestating project based on the graphic novel from, I want to say, 2004. Yes and no. It ran from 2002 to 2008. Uh, this is set in a post-apocalyptic world. Why is the last surviving male human on the planet? So people with the, the chromosome, the Y chromosome, died. Uh, and that's why it's called Y, the last man. But also his name is Yorick, which starts with a Y. And he's got a monkey. And we've reached the edge of what I know about the comic. <laughs> I never read it. It's a very famous comic. Well, the, the, pr- the premise is awesome. I mean, there's so many possibilities, so many like directions you could go with it. Yeah, plus look, if you look at this cast list... There's only one dude, which is very interesting for like the main cast. We got Diane Lane in it. That's pretty cool. She's she's classic. I haven't heard of a lot of these people, but I really want to watch this. It's going to be on FX. They usually make good stuff. Yeah. Do you, do you think they're going to tackle the problem of um, sperm banks existing? I was wondering about that. I'm, I don't know. It seems like a thing that they would bring up. I wonder if if they can maybe make more women that way but if if the y chromosome is the problem if if men aren't born i don't know we'll learn though because we're gonna both watch this show yeah oh yeah we're definitely gonna watch this yeah maybe maybe if it the males just die in the womb or something like that yeah maybe they yeah. just don't they don't cook proper yeah that uh, don't work no more uh yeah so when is this coming out because i i want to see this hardcore uh it starts september 13th okay so, so don't have to wait not too that, far out. yeah not that long okay well this looks good um and that's good yep we and like it'll be on fx so if you have hulu you can watch it on hulu or if you have a youtube tv yeah you can watch it on fx fx are on demand yep uh next trailer is cry macho yeah so this is a clint eastwood movie uh the description being a one-time rodeo star and washed up horse breeder Takes a job to bring a, young, a man's young son home and away from his alcoholic mom. On their journey, the horseman finds redemption through teaching the boy what it means to be a good man. So this is uh, Clint Eastwood making uh, Gran Torino <laughs> again. Yep. Uh, he, he loves uh, movies where he takes a young one under his wing, like Gran Torino, like Million Dollar Baby. Mm-hmm. And he says, like, well, the, the trailer was interesting... To me, in that, I I wouldn't expect Clint Eastwood to decry the the machismo uh, attitude so much as he does in this trailer because he's sort of built a career on it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's seen the the error of his career or something, or yeah, he's seen the light. I, I don't know. But that that's questionable. I don't know. I've seen almost every Clint Eastwood movie ever made. That is a thing about me. I've seen almost all of them. Definitely every single one up to the baseball one that he made that uh, Amy Adams was in uh, a few years ago. I don't remember what that one was called, but I haven't seen all the ones after that. But I have seen every single movie he made before that. Every single one, including Revenge of the Creature of the Back Lagoon, which is the first movie he was ever in. He takes a mouse out of his lab coat pocket. <laughs> but this movie looks very strange. It doesn't seem like a Clint Eastwood type movie. It seems like the same plot as Gran Turismo, but the opposite energy. Uh, okay, so I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Do you think they de-aged him in this? 
See, this is what I wanted to talk about with you because he looks very strange in this movie. Uh, here's what I'm thinking. I, I came to a couple of possible conclusions or, or maybe a couple of possible theories here, right? One, they digitally de-aged him. Or two, they did the route of Guardians of the Galaxy 2 where it's like very minimal CG. It's mostly makeup. Yeah. Or Clint Eastwood IRL had some plastic surgery done. I feel like he's so old and he never did plastic surgery his whole life because he just got old. It yeah. would be really weird for him to do being 90-something years old that he is. Yeah, he just does... Uh, he looks younger than his movies that he's made previously. He looks younger than he looked in Gran Torino, which was like 10 years old at this point. Yes. Yes. Is that movie only 10 years old? I thought it was older than that. I, I don't remember when that came out. I think it was around 2008, wasn't it? Gran Torino. 2008. Oh, see, I, I, I did know. <laughs> but yeah, so it's it's like 13 years old. But uh, he looks younger than he does in Gran Torino. Yeah, absolutely. Did they age him in Gran Torino? See, we don't know what we don't know what Clint Eastwood really looks like. No, I assumed... I knew what he looked like for a long time because he looked exactly the same for a long time and then suddenly he looked extremely old. Yeah. You know, his... his um, aesthetic his look in the good bad and the ugly mm -hmm. is like is completely timeless yeah those movies all the the man with no name movies are so cool uh, outlaw josie wales i think personally is the best western ever made and uh unforgiven is really good he's got a lot of really good movies yeah so cry macho i probably won't see this no i don't know i just i might just I might have to watch the couple that I haven't seen just so that I've seen every movie he ever did because I'm so close to that. Like I have most of them on DVD. Uh, I like I, I like old Clint Eastwood movies, but some of his <laughs> newer movies are weird. They are. And this is a weird one. Yeah. Uh, all right, so then the next trailer we have is Cop Shop. Okay, so uh, this is a small-town police station becomes the unlikely battleground between a professional hitman a smart female rookie cop and a double-crossing con man who seeks refuge behind bars with no place left to run. This this movie is the Hobbs and Shaw of B-movie actors. <laughs> like this Gerard Butler versus Frank Grillo. You know, I yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, th this is. This uh well, first of all, Frank Grillo looks like a mix of Tony Stark and Mickey Rourke from Iron Man 2. <laughs> That is upsettingly accurate. Like, uh, I yeah, I can't unhear that and un unknow it. <laughs> it would be hard for you to watch this movie without thinking about that every moment he's on screen. Yeah. <laughs> this strikes me as a paycheck movie. Does it? Does it kind of look that way to you? Yeah, I feel like most Frank Grillo's movies are are paycheck movies. Like he's just bouncing from B movie action movie to to yep. B action movie, and Gerard Butler is the same way. Yeah. The the there's like a character Toby Huss plays this like weird serial killer in this like a third guy and he's acting like really strange throughout yeah. the whole trailer but not in a fun way it was kind of in an off-putting way yeah it was almost like a forced off-putting way yeah I was like are uh, are you in the same movie bud like do you know what's going on <laughs> 
there I will say there's that one effect where this woman is sitting behind an armored door and they shoot it with an automatic weapon and it puts the, the dents in the door really fast and I've never seen anything like it it's done really well it's really cool that was cool yeah there was the, the effects aren't terrible in this trailer it's just it looks like a really cheesy b-movie action movie yeah i wish the rest of this trailer lived up to that one moment where the bullets uh-huh. hit the door because it doesn't so yeah, it does not we will miss this one i'm sure yes uh and then we oh gosh we have a third <laughs> a third trailer y'all for annette normally we don't do third trailers here on trailer blazers but this movie i feel like has a special place in our hearts because it's the worst trailer ever made the first one was but so this third trailer we've seen three so far a teaser trailer that looked like a french perfume ad <laughs> a second movie that looked like a like a street level art house like romeo and juliet movie yeah and now this one which is an entirely third genre again a whimsical italian flair type of foreign yeah. film or something i don't it's so strange this one looked like an Italian R-rated yes. schmigadoon. Yes, yes. That's it. Looks like a, yeah, Italian, um, but not in a good way. Not in an Ocean's Twelve good way. No, this looks like I. Uh, this is still the most pretentious, terrible-looking movie I've ever seen. But I, I don't know what it is. Like I don't understand. It's it's not a thing. It's and I still don't understand the IMDb description, which says a stand-up comedian and his opera singer wife have a two-year-old daughter with a surprising gift. That has that doesn't what what? Yeah, I did not get that from any of the three trailers. Also, at all. Adam Driver, a stand-up comedian. What? No, no, you can't have. He's he's terrifying. Well, let, let's get let's give him three different movies in these three trailers. Uh, well, yeah, boss, that sounds great. Let's do that. Yeah, we'll we'll just cut it differently for different genres, and we'll draw all these people in and trick them. Yeah, this is this is a bait and switch. This is bait and switch of the year right here, folks. I might have to actually watch this movie just for the experiment of it. It, it is. This is an experiment for sure. If yeah, we need to watch that sexy beasts on Netflix because that came out. So we need to check that out. Gosh, I don't I don't know if I have the strength. I don't either. The world is bad enough, and you're you're adding that evil to it. <laughs> <laughs> we do, we need to do it for the ch- to save the children. I want to punish you to save the children. No, I want to see the. Ch- we uh we could if we had a live if we had a Patreon, you know, supporters, and we did extra stuff for them. That we that's what we would do. Yeah, that would be that would do like a a live stream of uh, sexy beasts and Annette. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe one day, folks. Uh, all right. So then, the next trailer we have is "Dope Sick." Dope Sick. Yeah, I know this is based on a book. Uh, the The plot is the series takes viewers to the epicenter of America's struggle with opioid addiction, from the boardrooms of Purdue Pharma to a distressed Virginia mining community to the hallways of the DEA. And I know this is based on a book because Zach Braff said he was reading it in one of the episodes of the Scrubs podcast, and that's the only time I've ever heard of this before but this movie stars michael michael keaton as a doctor and we got peter sarsgaard and we got rosario dawson and we got uh some other people who are less famous than than they and it's a very serious looking series about opioid addiction and uh michael keaton uh looking somewhat distraught 
Yeah, so this, you know, this is a real life story. And if you follow the news, you, you know a, a good bit about it. And, uh, you know, guys, life right now is, is, uh, is kind of rough in a lot of ways. Do you, do you want to go deep down into this rabbit hole and uh, just have it take you down a little bit, a couple notches, you know? Well, you know, if you do, Ben, you're going to love our next trailer, which also stars Michael Keaton. And it's called Worth, and it's about an attorney in Washington, D.C. who battles against cynicism, bureaucracy, and politics to help the victims of 9-11. I feel like Michael Keaton said, You want to get nuts? Come on! I want to make movies about real-life events that affected large numbers of people. I mean, he lives in Montana, so he was probably he probably wants some attention. It was so lonely out there. <laughs> this, uh... All we need is a third one of these movies. Like, if he's in a movie about, uh, like, the pandemic or something, well, that's his career trajectory, I guess. Well, what struck me most about this was I was trying to figure out if the girl in the trailer was Holly from The Office. <laughs> and it turned out at the end that she was. Yes, I-, I caught that too. It was driving me nuts the whole time I was watching it. I was like, yeah, Stanley Tucci, yeah, yeah. I see you there, but is that is that Holly from the Office? I was like, I don't know her name. It was it's Amy Ryan, and it is Holly from the Office. But I had to ask my uh, smart speaker who played Holly in the Office, and then it told me, and and uh, it was her. So Holly from the Office. Yeah, Worth is a is a lawyer movie. Do you like lawyer movies? I don't like lawyer movies. I'm trying to think of a lawyer movie that I liked, and all I can think of is Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. The only one I can think of that's close to a lawyer movie that I like is Michael Clayton, which isn't a lawyer movie. He's a fixer, but there are lawyers in the movie. Oh, wait, no, there is a lawyer movie I like. It's the the one about um, Equal Justice Initiative. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. That came out last year. It was so good with uh, Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, well, he's always good. Who? Uh, the movie is called Just Mercy. Thank you, Robot Voice. Thank you, Robot Voice. You're always there for us. You, you are. So yeah, so I so that I did like that. So there are some lawyer movies I do like. Yeah, there's there's a few good ones out there. Yeah. Oh boy, we have a a stinker here. Number <laughs> ten. <laughs> number ten. Yakuza Princess. Yakuza Princess. This is the most low budget trailer I've seen in a while. Your yeah. description of it. I'm gonna read the real description, but then I want you to read your description because your description is the best possible <laughs> way of describing this that there could be. Okay. In the world. So the real description here is the heiress to half of the Yakuza crime syndicate forges an uneasy alliance with an amnesiac stranger who believes an ancient sword binds their two fates. She must unleash war against the other half of the syndicates who want her dead. Now Ben's take on this is... This looks like a fan film of some awesome IP in a parallel universe that we don't know about. <laughs> yes, this looks like someone... Is really into an anime called Yakuza Princess and made a fan film on YouTube with like their friends, but like their friends went to film school, so it's like watchable, but it's still a fi- like a fan made film. But yeah, this does have uh, Jonathan Reese Myers in it, whose name I know. So they 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 do speak English in this and Japanese. It looked like right. Yeah, there's there's I think American people and Japanese people. Yeah. So I'm actually, now that I'm thinking about this, I think maybe the biggest crime here is that Yakuza Princess is a dope name for a movie that is completely wasted on this. 
I really want this to be remade, but like by by like a cool high budget Japanese martial arts movie maker. I'm That's to, what I want. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, I want it to be neon for sure. Like, like John Wick esque. Yeah, yeah, but it's not that. It is definitely not that. No, it's a, it's, it's it's an idea of that. It's an it's a good idea that they didn't have enough money to do justice. This is the this is the Lacroix version. It's cool. Like, don't get me wrong. It's cool. It's just. It's like if I had a cool idea, nothing's going to come from it. <laughs> and you certainly don't have any business making movies. No, I, I can't, you know. I'm, I don't know. I'm the worst actor ever. Well, and, and you've never made a movie in your life. Not even not even a, a frame of one. Well, you did make the movie at your cousin's house. Those, those Yeah, si- we make those, but that's just goofing around and playing with special effects. Yeah. Uh, Yakuza Princess, remake it with a budget. That's what I say. And and rewrite it too. Yeah, definitely. That that could, that has to be part of the package. Uh, with a good screenwriter. Yeah. Okay, next uh, next trailer here is The Witcher: Nightmare of the Wolf. Yeah, so this is the anime Witcher series uh, that's about young Vesemir that takes place before the well the Netflix series and the games and the books. So it takes place before all of that. So they have a little freedom to play around in the space here. Uh, the the plot, as I mentioned last time when we had the teaser, is escaping from poverty to become a witcher. Vesemir slays monsters for coin and glory, but when a new menace rises, he must face the demons of his past. Now this looks like your standard Castlevania Netflix animation. Yep. Which is good. It's not bad. It's a little little low frame rate wise when you just watched What If. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. It's The Witcher. It looks awesome. I'm gonna watch it. I will say the way that they animate the magic in this looks rad. It does. Yeah, it's really unique. It's uh, the monsters are recognizable. Witcher monsters. I just think it looks cool, and I, I'm pretty excited about it. Oh yeah, it comes I'm, out next week. Oh I can, yeah, I'm definitely watching this. This is gonna be. I, I think I probably should finish uh, He Man before that or Masters of the Universe. That'll only take you like an hour because there's only five episodes. Yeah, yeah. So we'll definitely we will definitely have this on our what we done watched in a week or two or whatever. We will. Uh, then we had a trailer for Midnight Mass. This is another seems like Catholic horror movie. Yeah, this is a, a series on uh, Netflix uh, made by Mike Flanagan, who is a great, great filmmaker. He made The Haunting of Hill House, which is the best scary thing I've ever seen. Ah. Uh, he made The Haunting of Bly Manor. And he directed Dr. Sleep, uh, the the Stephen King sequel to The Shining, which was better than it had any right to be. And this is this Midnight Mass uh, show is, called, is about an isolated island community experiences miraculous events and frightening omens after the arrival of a charismatic, mysterious young priest. Uh, this movie, ha- or this series has Rahul Kohli in it from iZombie and Haunting of Bly Manor, who I love because he's a fun follow on social media, mostly because he has the same taste in me in, in most things. So like we have the same limited edition Mondo drive posters in our office hanging above our computer, like literally the same ones. And he also has a bunch of details full of hot toys, Star Wars action figures behind him, so... I get along with with him theoretically. I've never met him, but 
Theoretically, we're good friends. <laughs> Perhaps in a parallel universe, you are actual friends. Yeah, I feel like if I could talk to him just for like a half an hour, I could win him over. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so I like Mike Flanagan. I like Rahul Kohli. I wish they were. I wish they'd make another haunting. Like I know this is like a totally original thing that he came up with, which is cool for him. But I really want more haunting because I like the haunting series. Yeah, this is more like religious horror with like uh, de- maybe demons and such, but not not the good ghosts that you typically want. Yeah, this is a little exorcisty, maybe a little culty. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I'm gonna check it out. I love Mike Flanagan, love Rahul Kohli. So okay, I don't know that I'll be checking this out because it's just not my flavor. My flavor. This ain't your. This might not be my flavor, but I feel like I owe it to the director to yeah it, to that, check it out. I think that's reasonable. Yeah. So that's what I think about Midnight Mass. Uh, I think you're definitely going to end up watching this next one, which is the trailer for Doom Patrol Season 3. Yeah, so Doom Patrol Season 2 ended on a a massive cliffhanger, and then they didn't announce that it was renewed for a couple weeks after that, which I hate when shows do that. Uh, So they waited, they left you in the dark, not knowing if it was renewed or not, but it was renewed, and Season 3 comes out in September, so pretty excited about that. Doom Patrol is... Doom Patrol is so weird that it's its uniqueness makes it great, and it's got Brendan Fraser in it, and it's one of the one of the few DC things that I I'm pretty into. Like I, I know all the characters that are in this now, and I could recognize them in other things. Whereas most of the time with DC, I, you've you've heard us talk about DC things on the show where we don't know who anyone is, <laughs> but I like these guys. It, the only well-known guy is is Cyborg. Do you think he's sort of a weird pick to have in this? I don't know because I don't know where he comes from in the comics. So if he maybe he comes from the Doom Patrol originally, and so they put him in there. So I don't like I know him obviously because he was in uh, the bad movie Justice League, and he's in the cartoon uh, Teen Titans. But I don't know where he comes from, so maybe maybe him being in Doom Patrol is normal. We don't know. We're the, we, when it comes to DC, we are the dumb crew. Yeah, the DC dumb crew. Yeah. But Doom Patrol is good. Cool, cool. Um, I need, I, I'm not caught up. Maybe I should do that. Oh, this next one. This is very unique. Uh, it's a trailer to uh, for Dinosauria. Yeah, this is a YouTube uh, this is going to be on YouTube. It's made by an artist on YouTube, and his channel is called Dead Sound. So if you want to if you want to know more about Dinosauria and and when it comes out, you should sign up for Dead Sound. But this is called Dinosauria. It's an animated documentary about dinosaurs that's coming out in I believe three different parts, and it's crowdfunded. Uh, it looks so good. It does. The animation is awesome. It kind of has like a flash animation look to it. The dinosaurs are as scientifically up to date with what we know about them as possible at this time, so they're not under feathered. It just looks really cool. Just the animation is gorgeous. It really is. It's it shows dinosaurs in the the most unique way that I have seen, and I guess that's because it's up to date. Um, but there's like there's flowers in this world, which during the Cretaceous there were flowers. Um, there's birds, like songbirds, in this. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like you've never seen songbirds with dinosaurs before. 
Also, uh, the di- the Utah Raptor in the snow, that's like at the beginning, there's a Utah Raptor like tracking through the snow. That's really cool looking, and he's got all these feathers on him. Uh, there's like this weird giant triceratops thing that's all black and white looking, and it's just cool to imagine what they what they look like. It, it looks re- like almost like spider webs on yeah. its antlers. Yeah. And uh, th- wouldn't you say the sound in this is really, really good? Yeah, he he spent a long time on the sound design. The animation is it's really cool. It has sort of like a like almost like Breath of the Wild where there's not like dark outlines to anything. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I said it was like flash looking because it's you know it's 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 not outlined heavily, uh, but it's really cool. The very colorful sound design is good. This dinosaur designs are up to date and and very interesting. There's like underwater monster dinosaurs, which are always fun. Uh, so it's it's going to be a cool series that this YouTube channel puts out, and it's worth subscribing to their channel, in my opinion. Just just for when this comes out, it's going to be great. Yeah, I I would say there's one thing I want from this, and tell me what you think about this. I want them to do two versions of this: uh, the the version that has the narration, and then a version without narration. That would be awesome. Yeah, I could watch it without just totally just watch the dinosaurs go about their daily life. Yeah, that's I mean, I and just kind of relax, like chill out and watch that. That sounds great. When I was painting minis at my cousin's house last weekend, we watched the show on Disney Plus. It was a movie and it was called Walking with Dinosaurs, the movie. And it's from 2013. And we were like, is this a documentary? Because we remembered Walking with Dinosaurs being a documentary at one point. And it kind of is, but it starts off with Carl Urban driving a truck. And we were like, Carl Urban? <laughs> and it turns out like he's like a paleontologist and his nephew or something sees a bird and then the bird starts talking to him and it's John Leguizamo. And then the bird's telling him about dinosaur times. It was really, really strange. And then uh, Justin Long and Sabine from Star-, Star Wars Rebels were dinosaurs in the past. And they went on like a dinosaur journey. It was a very strange cartoon, but it was it was good for watching while we painted minis in the basement. So that was fun. But <laughs> yeah, it was good. it was a, it was not as high quality as Dinosauria. So I'm gonna go, I have not subscribed to the channel. I'm gonna go do that tonight for sure. Yeah, I just did it before we started recording because I wanna I wanna see when this comes out. Yeah, I wonder if he'll get picked up maybe like by a network or something. If I was a network, I would want this. Yeah, it, it seems like it would fit on Netflix, right? Yeah, and and I'd hire this guy to work on other stuff that I miss making. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right, then we have a trailer for Prisoners of Ghostland. We have a special guest. This isn't the special surprise we were talking about at the top. That's different. That's the next trailer. <laughs> but we do have a special guest to talk about this one, and he would just like to step in here and say, uh, Hey, Ben, how's it going? I'm Nicolas Cage. I'm here to talk to you about my new movie, Prisoners of the Ghostland. Is it? Oh, hey, Nick! So so glad to have you, uh, Mr. Cage. Tell me, um, it, it, this is a totally normal movie, right? You're kind of switching it up a little bit. Oh, that's right, Ben. This is totally normal. There's nothing buckwild about this one, in the least. The the plot is very simple and straightforward. A notorious criminal must break an evil curse in order to rescue an abducted girl who has mysteriously disappeared. Ben, you can't get any more uh, wheat toast than that. Wow, uh, I don't even know what to expect in this. It's just, uh, I mean, it's a Nick Cage movie, you know? 
That's right, we got me, Nick Cage, and we got the girl mummy, who is also in Atomic Blonde, Sophia Butella, she's in here too. And uh, a bunch of other people that, that are probably in other stuff, but I ain't heard of them, Ben. It's not my job to get to know the rest of the cast. I'm Nick Cage, I was Ghost Rider. <laughs> does that does does she have springy legs like she did in that movie? That's right, Ben. Springy legs, probably in this too. Uh, in this movie, I have little bombs glued to me all over so that they can blow me up if I don't do my job good. I think they should do that in real life sometimes, don't you? Yeah, it sounds totally normal. That sounds like a great idea. That's right. And Prisoners of the Ghostland is going to be a great Nicolas Cage movie. Uh, you guys are going to be... I, feel, I, I know you were kind of making a joke before about the movie not being normal, but you're you're going to be the one feeling silly when I win an Oscar for Pig. <laughs> okay, so j- just so I have this straight, this is a cowboy samurai movie, but it's in modern day, and it's and it's off the rails? Is that That's right, right, Ben. I, and I... I don't I don't I can't put it any more straightforward than that. This is the most basic movie I've ever made. <laughs> well, I, I thanks for making it. Thanks for staying normal, Nick Cage. You're the most normal guy. You got it, Ben. I'm gonna go polish my Oscar while I wait for my next Oscar, which I'm definitely gonna win for the movie Pig, which is wild. He just ran out the door. Oh, he's gone. And wow. He just ran out Where? of here. Wow. So Nick, did do you feel like this is a normal movie? Oh yeah, this is a standard Nick Cage. I love him and his weird choices. Uh, I I'll probably watch this. I've been enjoying his weird movies lately, like Willy's Wonderland. I thought was really fun. It's really stupid and low budget, but it's fun. <laughs> oh, is that fun? That's a stupid movie. <laughs> I thought the I thought the props for the bombs on his body were like, re- like real low budget looking. Oh yeah, the. Yeah, it's like a, a dollar store tap light glued to his jacket. That's what it. That's what it looked like. I think that's what it was. It looked yeah. plastic and it had the seam. Yeah, it's got the seam on it. It's like a tap light that you would have in your bathroom or something. Oh my god, that's totally what it is. It's. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's literally getting Oscar buzz for Pig right now while this movie's coming out at the same time. I mean, I, I just wonder if like the uh, the the Oscar people are just whispering to each other like, are we really? kind of nominate this guy i mean look at they're like hey look at adaptation when he wants to trot it out he can trot it out like nick cage is having fun with it and i, I think i think he should be rewarded listen if this is a case of nick cage just doing whatever he wants i, I go you know more power to the guy yeah he's having fun like mila jovovich yeah maybe you're right maybe maybe nick cage actually likes making movies as opposed to corbin dallas yeah bruce willis yeah Yeah. (laughs) maybe maybe some people still have fun yeah so nicholas cage coming out in this great movie that's gonna be great okay this are we gonna talk about the secret yeah let's talk about our, our secret thing here before we introduce it it's not this it's not oprah winfrey the secret no so this past week a new trailer came out for an anime series called Jojo's Bizarre Adventure and this this season is called Stone Ocean. And Ben and I don't care about this, but we know that some people who listen to it really do care about this. So, I would like to uh clear the stage for for about 5 minutes here and let our good friend of the show, co-host of the podcast Seeing Double Podcast, uh our good friend Stephanie Kretz is going to talk to you about jojo's uh, stone ocean trailer take it away stephanie 
Hi, everyone. I'm Stephanie, friend of the show and host of Seeing Double Podcast. Nick and Ben asked me to give you my thoughts on the trailer for JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6, Stone Ocean. And I was very honored and excited to do so because I'm a huge weeb and I love JoJo's. So uh, a little bit of background on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Um, it's a long-running manga and anime about the Joestar family who all have special powers. In the first two parts, it's Hamun and then... The creator just decided to change it to stance. We don't ask why, we just accept it. And in each part, we meet a new member of the Joestar family as time passes on and they fight, you know, a new big villain. Uh, usually it's Dio, Lord Dio, you know. There's also fun little musical references in every season. All the stands and villains have names related to popular bands and songs like Vanilla Ice, Aerosmith, Spice Girls, Lisa Lisa, you name it. And then later on, like in this part, they start to use fashion designers in their character names. So part six, Stone Ocean, is the only part of the manga I've actually read after binging the first five parts of the anime back in 2019. I knew instantly I was going to become obsessed with part six. I could just feel it in my bones. Uh, part six details the story of Jolene, who is the daughter of our Jojo protagonist in part three, Stardust Crusaders, Jotaro. She is the first female protagonist and the first female Jotaro, or <laughs> the first female Jojo, <laughs> which is also significant for a series that is very male-dominated. And the creator even fought for her to be female when his editor said the audience wouldn't connect with a female Jojo, and he said, well, all the more reason she needs to be female. Uh, so we all, we get like a trio of ladies in this part instead of a group of, you know, thick boys, as we are accustomed to in the past. <laughs> So, the trailer. Uh, as we see in the beginning, Jolene has been sent to Green Dolphin Street Prison for 15 years. She, of course, claims that she's innocent. And we can kind of see that this place is pretty hardcore. The guards are beating her up. Other inmates are beating each other up. Another woman in the prison says that, if she, that she has to have money if she's going to make it there. Um, at one point, a little boy in a Cubs uniform, I don't know why he's wearing a Cubs uniform, and you will never know why, just letting you all know. He cautions her not to go to the visiting room the next day, um, but of course, you know, to pro progress the story, she's going to do it anyway. And as we see in the visiting room, uh, that visitor is her father, Jotaro. He shows her a picture of a, of a man and says that this guy framed her and that he came to get her out of prison. The trailer also lists uh, the cast of characters that are going to be in the show and her fellow inmates, Hermes Costello and Foo Fighters. They're kind of part of the trio that I was talking about. Emporio, El Nino, Weather Report, and Narciso Anasui. I don't know why they call him Anastasia in the trailer, maybe for, you know, licensing issues. And then, of course, Jotaro. At some point in the trailer, she picks up a strange object that stabs her, putting some strange holes in her finger. And Irma's earlier claimed that she found the object before she came to prison, and I think it did the same to her, potentially. We start to see what the object did to Jolene as her fingers and hand look like it begin to unravel, and then her stand appears, stone-free. And just like her father's, her stand does the whole ora, 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 ora to the enemy. And at the end of the trailer, she declares that she will break free of this prison. We also get a little glimpse of the theme song, which I can already tell is going to be a bop. Like, I cannot wait to see the opening, because one of my favorite things to do when I've um, imbibed a bit is to 
listen to all of the JoJo openings and dance around my living room <laughs> with my boyfriend, who's also a big JoJo fan. Uh, so the trailer, I think, showed maybe the first few episodes, but there's just so much to unravel, pun intended. I'm really looking forward to seeing how they animate certain parts, especially because there's a whole part in like Disney World because it takes place in Florida. And there's like a cast of Disney characters and stuff. So I don't know how they're going to do that with the licensing issues. So it'll be really interesting to see how that works. So I'm just really excited to see how it all comes together. And I'm ready to cry a lot because I get very emotional during this part. So Stone Ocean is supposed to come out in December of this year on Netflix. It's not clear if Netflix will drop the whole season at once or do weekly episodes. I really hope it's weekly so I can just be super excited for weeks and weeks because it's probably going to be, you know, 20 to 40 episodes if the other parts are, if it kind of follows the same trend as the other parts. If it's all at once, then I guess I will take a couple days off work because <laughs> there's no way I'm going to not watch it all at once. Um, so yeah, that's all I got for you. I am so excited for Stone Ocean. And if you want to scream and cry about JoJo's with me, you can find me on all the socials at Steph Plus Verb. I also stream on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Steph Plus Verb. And you can also listen to my podcast about clones and doppelgangers that I host with my friend Bradford Barth called Seeing Double Podcast. So back to you guys. And thank you, Steph, for that very concise and well-spoken thing that you did live i definitely didn't have you record it and send it in ahead of time so <laughs> have you ever seen this jojo's bizarre adventure yeah uh yeah jess watches it so she's okay. been watching it a lot lately and uh when i was in uh my my cousin's wedding um one of the groomsmen photos we took we all did jojo poses which i didn't know what was but derek formed me to the pose so i was the the wildest one of the group i think nice maybe i'll use that for the episode post (laughs) this week (laughs) yeah so i have seen like two and a half seasons of this maybe three seasons i can't remember how much i've seen because i was like okay maybe it's gonna get good it's gonna get good people are into this it's gonna get good and I was just like, I just don't think I get this. I don't think I mesh with this. I think either you get it or you don't. Just it took a season, but now she's super into it. Uh, you probably just get it or you don't. Like Derek loves it. I know that. And Steph loves it. And that's why we, we went to Steph. Because I, I didn't want to just leave it unsaid or just us be like, eh. We're not into this. Because I know several people who listen to us actually are super into this. So I, I'm sure they found Steph's. Uh, comments more insightful than ours uh i'm i I guarantee it because we would have had nothing to say (laughs) (laughs) so thank you steph you as she said you can uh follow her on her socials at steph plus verb and you should listen to uh the podcast seeing double podcast that her and brad do it's a very fun podcast and uh sometimes they talk about us on it which makes it even more fun and if they want to get in touch with us what would they do they want to get in touch with us they can email us at trailerblazerspod at gmail.com they can and should follow us on instagram at trailerblazerspodcast and they can follow us on twitter at trailer underscore blazers if they're feeling especially with an x generous they can (laughs) (laughs) can leave us a five-star rating and review on apple Podcasts, which is still the best way for us to get traction and if they do that quick mickey's gonna let let you know what happens yeah i'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen baby you left that little five
all right, Lonar, and I'm gonna buy several neon lights. I mean, I'm gonna buy bunches of neon lights. I'm gonna go to the local flea markets. I'll go to the uh, some of those, you know, some of those junk shops where they might have some neon in there. And we're going to have so much neon around that movie filmmakers are going to be like, hey, we're just trying to film something with the neon lights, you know. Maybe it's Blade Runner, maybe it's John Wick or something like that, but we need neon land. And I say, well, Billy, come on down. Quick Mickey's Neon Emporium and Sanatorium. And, um... And then that's what's going to happen. Uh, you'll be happy that this happens because you want more of that in the world. And uh, neon is fun. That's the tip. Thank you, Quick Mickey. Effervescent, reticulated, resplendent, as always. For the Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and my Yakuza princess is in another castle. Happy Trailsers. And I'm Ben Moon, and I'm a low-budget version of a... Better Ben Moon from a parallel universe. Happy Trailsers. And welcome back, folks, to the vid Yo Games. One sixteenth portion. <laughs> a super quick portion. Of the show, folks, uh, Nick and I, we, we don't play video games anymore, apparently. Yeah, I am. I did uh, get a headset so that I can play golf more with Kevin. So I got a headset, and I, I do want to start playing the Marvel's Avengers game with my cousin because I forgot how to play, but he's still really good at it. So I get help from him. So Squid, I will be hitting you up for that because I want to play the Black Panther DLC. So I will be doing that soon, but I have not played any video games. Nor have I. As a matter of fact, I actually packed up my PS4 because, you know, we're moving. And uh, all my Blu-rays and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I really... Uh, well, you know, I, t- I actually take that back. On the plane for a hot minute, I did play some of that um, Dragonfall game, whatever that is. Uh, I can't remember the name of that game. Yeah, I'm, I can see it left a very deep impact on your soul. Uh, it's fun to play when there's nothing else to do. Like when you're on a plane, it's it's fine. It's good. So it's, I, reg- I, I regret saying deep impact. We're in our Megadon podcast. <laughs> How dare you? Uh, yeah, but we really haven't been playing any video games. Uh, I'm. I think we're the next game I'm playing is going to be uh, Riders Republic. So that comes out next month, I think. So I'm going to get that Guardians of the Galaxy game in October. Mm, yeah. Oh, and Battlefield 2042 comes out in October too. So that'll be good. Uh, yeah, we did have a trailer, though, for uh, Star Citizen. It's called uh, Welcome... The trailer, or a game, is called Welcome to Horizon? I think this was just like an... like the It's a trailer for Star Citizen, but the trailer was called Welcome to Orison or Horizon because Orison. that's like a port, and they were just doing like a travel ad as the trailer. Mm. But mostly I want to talk about Star Citizen because this is such an old game at this point and it never came out is this game i we could be making people really mad here with this conversation but is this game bait and switch 
I think it is, and and I don't think we're making people mad because uh, I was talking about this with with cousins tonight, or yet or last night. I was I was there both nights, but uh, they said that this game is is advertised as everything to all people. It's advertised as Mass Effect. It's advertised as The Sims. It's advertised as uh, what's the one where you just fly around endlessly? No Man's Sky. They advertise it as everything. It's like all types of gameplay. But they said what what it really is is walking around a spaceport buying things from garages and then flying them around in the in space. So I think it's just like a scam to get money. Like it's not a real game. I think I have to agree because it's, I mean, they've been developing it for like 13, 14 years or something. And it's like forever in beta. Is it, is it ever going to be not in beta? It's the, why the last man of video games, except why the last man is actually coming out. (laughs) Okay. So I have a theory. Okay. This is sort of a long-term theory. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, I definitely want to hear it. Okay. I think that at some point we will develop an AI that is powerful enough, smart enough that will be able to take the code from a lot of different video games like Star Citizen or whatever and combine them into the virtual virtual reality verse or the what are, what are they calling it the met they're not are they calling it the metaverse these days they like Facebook's talking about and stuff I am so far not up on what you're talking about that I don't even I have no clue what you're even talking about Okay so there is talk about a metaverse, which is very much like Ready Player One, that that thing, okay? Uh, the Oasis is what they call it. So there is talk about that maybe existing in real life being built. And so my theory is uh, is that, hey, we've already got all these games that have been developed. What if they could all be sewn together in sort of a unified thing like a metaverse but it would take a very powerful AI to do it. And I think maybe that AI could exist within the next 100 years. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, technology does jump exponentially. AI, uh, right now, not capable. But in 100 years, if we're still alive, if the Earth is still livable, <laughs> maybe then. Yeah, that's the question. You know, is it is it, or is it going to be too dystopian for anyone to develop an AI that will won't do anything except uh, or that can do something except just kill people? You know. Yeah, it's going to be Ultron. Uh, it could be Ultron. It could be Skynet. Uh, you know, it could be anything. Both of them. But it could be both of them and iRobot. Yeah, we could get all of this and more in the dystopian future that we are <laughs> hurtling towards, <laughs> or maybe already in. Maybe we're we're our, our, the not just toe dipping, the foot's in the water, buddy. Yep, pretty much. One funny thing about Star Citizen is is for people who backed it, uh, my cousin being one of them, at a low level, I believe he didn't go all in on it. But uh, every Friday he gets an email from Robert Space Industries about this game, up like updates on this game. And he'll just be like, I didn't get my Robert Space Industries email yet. And then when it comes in, everyone's like, oh, okay, it's here now. Robert Space Industries email's here. Everyone can calm down. <laughs> yeah, some people, haven't some people spent like thousands of dollars on this game? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. It feels like Second Life to me, but like if Second Life was like a closed doors alpha t- 
test. Yeah, yeah. D- does Second Life still exist? I don't know. The last time I saw it was when Monster Factory was playing it. So I think it exists in some form because that video is only a couple years old. <laughs> that's that was a good. That was a, if anyone wants something good, watch Monster Factory on YouTube. But uh, that's the last I've seen of Second Life. Hmm. I just wonder, like, if it, it, like, let's just say that Second Life, this is Schrodinger's cat, but let's say Second Life doesn't exist. We don't know if it does or not, but let's say it doesn't. And people that dumped, like, I don't know, say you dumped, like, 1500 bucks into that game. Like, do you look back and go, yeah, that was worth it? I suppose, I suppose if you enjoyed the time at the time, it's no different than spending money on any other hobby. It's not permanent, but neither is a lot of other stuff. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, I guess you're right. I just, I don't. I've never spent money like that on a video game. Me neither. I, I can't. I personally would I do it? No, I don't care that much about video games, as evidenced by every week when we don't know what we're talking about in this segment, and we've never played anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the dumb gamers. Uh, yeah, well, I'm not. I like. I'm not even a joke gamer. Like. I play like three AAA titles a year, and that's it. <laughs> well, you're an adult. I mean, we just we have adult things we have to do. Even if I wasn't, I don't care. I don't care enough. I I only like the real good ones. Like I, I when I played Red Dead Redemption Two, I couldn't play games for another year because I, none of them stacked up to that one. So, I, I'm not I, I'm not a, a gamer at heart. But I, I do want to play the Guardians game. And I think I'm going to play the Diablo 2 remake when that comes out. Because uh, that game I really liked back in 2001. And I just would like to be happy again like I was in 2001. (laughs) (laughs) How mad are some people that you just said, I'm not, you know, basically not really into games and you have a PS5 sitting at your house? Oh yeah, I use that for for a Blu-ray player. (laughs) It's got (laughs) dust on it. A 4K Blu-ray player. Yeah. He no. doesn't even play games, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, well, I I did the work to get it. I I was on that Walmart site every day, so. No, he didn't. Just did. Y'all can take your entitlement and take it to the bank while I watch Blu-rays on my PS5. <laughs> Pitter pat him, get at him. <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, all of you smarter people than us, um, we have nothing left in the tank here at no. the Trailer Blazures. It's been a long, it's been a long, grueling week for us. Boy, it it, it really has. It's been a week, uh, folks. So with that, uh, I'm Ben Moon, and I'm a bait and switch version of a better Ben in a parallel Vigigame game universe. Happy trailsers. And I am Nick Kelly, a character in Second Life, played by a catfishing old man who lives in Queens. Happy trailsers. Nick and Ben asked me to give you my thoughts on Armageddon. I was very honored and excited to do so because I'm a huge weeb and I love Armageddon.